Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried-and-true approach from Rock and That Idea Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockandthatidealife.com and let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email Mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Go-Go Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to episode 20 of season 13 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the often imitated, never duplicated. I'm not going to debate you, Jerry. I'm not going to sit here and debate. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, RockinThatIdealife.com and Realtor Mike Burgoyne for once again proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at Let'sGoBlues.com for the very best St. Louis Blues themed t-shirts at an unbelievably fair price. It is uh, Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. This is episode number 451 all time. And we're streaming live right now on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Grinder, and OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, our handle on all the socials, uh, you can follow, you can interact with us on the social media. Our handle on all the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the big show tonight is uh, Bill Day. Jeff Ponder is on assignment and also facing allegations. So he's got a double whammy. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes discussion about uh, the Blues 4 nothing win versus the Newark Islanders that just wrapped up moments ago. And uh, we'll discuss the uh, $5,000 fine to Bennington for high sticking in the Nashville game. Uh, and do you want to trade Pavel Buchnevich? Uh, there's a, I guess, a social media movement amongst uh, Blues fans, uh, some Blues fans, who would like to see him traded this season. Uh all of that and more on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Bill, how are you doing, sir? It's just you and I this evening. It is. It is. Um, you know, unfortunately, the allegations once again resurfaced uh, for Mr. Ponder. And um, yeah, he's uh, actually actually in a uh, prison labor camp. So it's uh, pretty serious this time. <laughs> it's, it does sound serious. It's 10 p.m., do you know where your children are? Had to get that in. Yeah. <laughs> you know there's a beer? I meant, I meant to... I had this pulled up earlier and I don't know where it is. There's a beer called It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Wow. <laughs> is, is this a, uh, like, always in production kind of thing? Because we should try to seek this out. I know, right? Um, I'm going to... Yeah, there it is. Right? Let's pull it up here. I got let me open image a new tab and I can share this with everybody. 
Let's share my screen. For those of you who are, you know, whoops, who are watching the show. There it is. That's pretty cool. Magnify Brewing. Oh, hey, Kurt, it's your favorite. It's an IPA. It's an, of course it is. Everything's a goddamn IPA nowadays. It's like it's, it's, breweries are just, they just, they, they can't do anything else. <laughs> All the cool named beers, uh, like the, the extra creative always seems to be IPAs. Well, I will challenge you on that tonight for my okay. beer of the show. All right, good. You do that. So I may have to, you know, I would drink this one in a second. I don't care if it's an IPA. Got to drink that. Where Where is Magnify Brewing? I can't read the label. It's kind of, it's too tiny. Yeah. Um, any of our, uh, any of our YouTubers or listeners know, um, hit us up on the socials and because we don't want to Google in, it. It's in Fairfield, New Jersey. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably Quite not a lot of, Yeah. Probably not a listener. A lot of listeners uh, in that market, you know, other no. than Wyshynski. No, fuck New Jersey. The I I am I'm, I'm still bitter about the Stevens thing. So, um, forty four years ago today, the uh, Miracle on Ice happened. USA beat uh, Russia four to three. The Soviet Union four to three. Um, and I. You know, this was, you know, 1980. I was I was six years old. Um, or I guess I was five years old at this time. My birthday hadn't happened yet that year. Um, I, so I don't remember it. But, you know. Uh, I was I was three days shy of my fourth birthday. So. <laughs> I And the funny thing about this game, too, is that um, when, it, when it aired here in the United States, the game was over. It had happened already. And because uh, they because the, uh, the the network didn't want to carry it live because it was what was it earlier in the day and they wanted to have it in prime time yeah uh, here and so I mean if you you know if you knew people or if you you know I mean news didn't travel near as fast you know around the world back then but you could have known the score before you watched the game here so that's yeah but do you think, but do you also... think some news outlets do you think some news outlets reported it they said if you don't want to know the score you know turn your radio off. We'll Probably, yeah. And that's, I also yeah. I think it it led to you know more people. Maybe the one time in history that you know that it kind of worked out for the best because it led to more people tuning in to see the game. True, that's true. Yeah, those who that's that's a good point. Those who hadn't heard the score and wanted to watch, and those who did and wanted to see the USA you know win. That's hmm. yeah. I hadn't really thought about that way before. I mean, obviously, you know just about to turn four don't have vivid memories um i probably slept through most of the broadcast but i do recall uh, my parents uh watching it and everybody around us talking about it like it was you know as great a spectacle as it is i mean hell to this day if i i watch you know the the miracle movie. I, I, movie. I, I God, I get chills every time I watch the damn movie. So. That music, they, you know, they, after they go up, and then the 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 the, the montage, the uh, set to music, and all the oh god, just trying to hold on to that lead. They look up at the clock, and it's just slowly ticking away. It's like too much time left. Yep, it's crazy. And it's a good movie too. I, I have a story about that movie when I was working at the movie theater. 
managing the O'Fallon 15. Um, we, I, I, I showed that movie uh, before it was before it was scheduled to be shown for myself and the employees. So we we like showed it a week early um, after hours. So we had to watch it before before the general public, I guess. So that was pretty cool. Um, fantastic movie. Yeah. While you're watching, your hair is standing on end. Yeah. How, how can you not love that movie? No. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, I have uh, tomorrow mostly off of work. So I might have to throw that on. Mm-hmm. Good one. Uh, you should like throw that on and Young Blood and Mystery Alaska and <laughs> finish it off with Slapshot. Slapshot, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and one thing about that that game um, is, that, and they mention it in the movie, but uh, just just for a second uh, about how uh, their head coach uh, didn't know what to do. I forgot to pull the yeah. goalie because yeah. they had never been in that situation like in forever, and uh, forgot to pull Michigan um, for the extra attack, or they never did, um, which is weird. And uh, you know. I think, and then they mentioned in the movie too, and it's and it's quoted. I think uh, uh, is a real quote that, you know, uh, was it Herb Brooks was saying uh, they just pulled the best goalie in the world. Yeah, you know, for the after the first period of that that late goal that USA scored. So, I mean, mistake number one, pulling the best goalie in the world, and mistake number two, uh, you know, not pulling the extra attacker. Not that that would have you know guaranteed them the win or anything, but because I mean they didn't score. I mean they didn't they put up 10 on the on team USA in New York as a, as a warm up for the mm-hmm. Olympics. Yeah. They, they yeah. end a one or two or something. It was a blowout. Right. And the embarrassing and, USA. And everybody thought it was just going to be, you know, a repeat of that, but yeah. uh, man, Jimmy Craig, what a performance. And I think that was a brilliant um, move by Herb Brooks to want to play the Russians before the Olympic games to, get a close look at them to see how their team stacked up. Um, you know, if they did face them in the, in the Olympics, then they would not be doing it for the first time. Um, you know, and to they get his not, team angry, get his team angry. Right. I mean, so that, that was, this is a fascinating, you know, story and, and touches on his mind games that he had with the, with the team and the players and stuff. It's just a, just a good movie. Uh, official beers of episode number 451. You can follow each of us on the untapped app. My handle is at CPrice12. Jeff's is jponder94. Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33 I don't have my beer ready. Um, so I'm going to defer to you, even though I'm supposed to go first. But if you do, go ahead, you go ahead. I'll defer to you and then I'll go. All right. Well, hopefully this doesn't break the mojo. I mean, it's it's worked pretty well. But to challenge you, on your idea that uh, IPAs have the most creative names. I am coming at you with a uh, very, very nice Imperial Stout offered by the New York uh, brewer Evil Twin. I thought there needed to be a theme for tonight. So Evil Twin Brewings, Christmas Eve at a New York City hotel room, Royal Suite Edition. (laughs) My beer of the show. So the very first evil twin brewing beer that I ever had was even more Jesus. Have you seen mm, that one? 
<laughs> yes, and they have um, they have a Mexican chili version called Even Mas Jesus. <laughs> Do I they love really? It. Yes, great. Yes, because uh, the Even More Jesus is a uh, I believe it's a stout, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's I got it at uh, oh Gazelleg. I think they got, I got it at Gazelleg, which is I think they closed. Did they not? Did Gazelleg closed? Yeah. yeah, that's kind of sad. Gazelleg was kind of a cool yeah. place. Yeah, I, um, uh, I'm I think I made it there one time. But. I, I went there a handful of times with Amy and uh yeah, it was fun. They had some t- they had TVs there. They had they had a bunch of coolers on one side where you can get fairly cheap beer out of a can. You just go there, pick out a can, and you take it to the bar and you pay for it. Um or you can or you can, you know, choose one of their many drafts they had. So it was a cool place. Kind of casual, you know. Yeah. Not fancy. Yeah. Sneakies kind of has that. They have they have a beer cooler plus a bunch of really good taps. Okay. Uh, all right, so uh, my beer tonight is I'm uh, kind of slowly whittling down my uh, four hands candy bar stout uh, selection here. So this is the uh, Almond Joy variety, the almond and coconut chocolate milk stout from Four Hands. Mm, so obviously nice. they cannot they cannot use the Almond Joy wrapper on the on the can. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know that would probably cost a lot of money. Right. They 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 spent all of their uh, you know, uh, trademark getting uh, money on the Voltron series. <laughs> right. so. That, which, I mean, except for the fact that they're all IPAs so far. Um, right. That's a cool, such a cool collab. Yeah. What they're doing. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I'm a big fan. I, uh, I actually, um, if we make it to a second beer tonight, I was able to pick up a 12 pack of the uh, candy bar stouts oh, um, okay. here locally at uh, Friar Top. So nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I think, uh, the, um, uh, Snickers, uh, one is my, it's my favorite. That's, so. that is the one I will do. Yeah. So it, I, it, I had the Charleston shoe. Mm-hmm. And it's it's okay. It's, it's fine. definitely marshmallow. But... Sure. Yeah, but the, I mean, I, there's something about peanut, you know, peanut butter and stout, you know, that kind of thing. Just it kind of just goes uh, together well. So you got a, a dog is good. <laughs> he's tearing up something. I hope it's his he's, own toy. He's he's trying to nest in you know in his own bed and just he's yeah he's a weirdo. So we've, uh, I'm going to bring you on, Austin. You ready? All right. Austin has joined us. So, What's up? What's up, Austin? Nothing much, man. How you doing? You know, just drinking beer and enjoying the blues, uh, the aftermath, the afterglow of the uh, 4 nothing blues win over in New York. Yes. Hey, uh, what uh, what jersey you got there? What, what jersey you got I'm there? I'm wearing the fisherman. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess we can say we got fish sticks tonight. Uh, yeah. I don't think I hate that jersey as much as a lot. Of, I, that jersey is a very polarizing jersey. Mm-hmm. For uh, Some mm-hmm. people hate it. Uh, I'm, yeah. eh, I prefer the, I'm a old school with their logo all the way. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't hate that one, though. Yeah, I love this jersey. This is my favorite reverse retro, I think, from last year. Who is is there, a, is there a name on it? No. Okay. I need to get um Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. Local talent. Yep. And then I need to. I'm getting my Clayton Keller jersey next week. So. Okay. All right. So you got maroon. You got yes. Keller. You got you getting Kachucks. 
Uh, I have Brady in my closet. Uh-huh. He's actively uh, in my does, closet. Has not been playing. Should you should you admit week. that? Yeah, I was going to yes. admit that on the air. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have a SWAT team uh, busting down your door. Great, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I need to get Matthew, but I'm waiting to see if the Flames come out with like any new jerseys. Because what's the name? Frederick too for Boston. Yeah, Trent Frederick. Yeah. Hmm. Can you buy a Boston jersey? Is that in your? Uh, it's not. Well, I, I I did just order a Happy Gilmore jersey because we're showing it at work, and I'm gonna try and work it. You know, I I have a Boston jersey upstairs. It's a you practice, do. It's a yeah. You wore it for the. So, uh, yeah, it's, you were for the what was it? The Ponder Cup. Yeah. yeah. And it's got twelve on the back, so it's kind of like it's my number and Oates is when he was here, um, but the Boston. So yeah, so it's yeah. uh Oats is my guy, despite the. Uh, it's like nasty I really, exit. I really want a Bedard jersey, but I don't want to be able to say I own a Chicago Blackhawk jersey. I yeah, I have no desire. I don't know, <laughs> but I, cool. I don't know. So there, wait till he they're... leaves, go somewhere else. Yeah, in give it two he years. Will. He will. Yeah. <laughs> no, and and I was going to say you should probably you should probably wait till after trade deadline to make a decision on a Keller jersey. Yeah. Hmm. Get a chicken, get a chicken blues jersey. Um, I, I, that's an interesting point with Bedard. Uh, you said two years, Bill. He is so competitive, and so is he is so emotional on the ice, and he just he wants to win so bad. Uh, you got to think that after a number of years there, if they're not winning, I wonder what he would do. I wonder if he would uh, want out. Could be like a Mike Trout situation. Mike Trout, who still plays for now. Yes. Yes, because he's still there, though. Yes. So, so I mean, I mean, I'm saying like he's. I don't. I mean, he might wasted talent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Or or Chicago might just tank for the first round pick again, and I don't know if they're tanking. They just suck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they don't even need to. They they were they weren't going to be good coming into the season. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ken Morris says, "Us Lynch still recovering from your Route 66 drive with your dad?" Nope. Nope. No, that's a big no. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got here uh, some Miracle on Ice comments. Uh, Ken Morris says he watched the uh, Miracle on Ice live on ABC. How could you watch it live on ABC when it was broadcast on ABC after the game was over, or did ABC broadcast it live? Or am I wrong about that? Because uh, there are people celebrating in the background behind. It wasn't Jim Nance. Who was that? It was a who was that? Al uh, Michaels and no. Nah, well, somebody outside the arena was mm. uh, before the game start. Before they broadcast the game, there were people celebrating. Not celebrating, but like yelling behind them. I got the impression it was because the you know that game was over at that time. Maybe I don't know. I forgot who it was. The older guy. He's is he? I think he's probably dead now. <laughs> That's been Probably. 44 years ago. He's got to be dead. He looked old in that picture. Um, all right. Are you gonna are you gonna hang with us the entire show, Austin? Or are you gonna Yeah, I'll hang out. Okay, all right. We got, room, we got room below us. So you, right. do. you did watch the game tonight, right? A little bit. So you, a little bit okay. <laughs> Contribute what you want. Will do. All right. Uh so uh some roster updates. The blues have recalled forward Zach Balduke. 
from the Springfield Thunderbirds, 20 years old. He dressed in 48 games for the Thunderbirds this season, posting 23 points, 8 goals, 15 assists, and 20 penalty minutes. He did play tonight. Um, didn't get a lot of playing time in the first period because of all the penalties, but we'll talk about that uh, when we talk into the game. Um, the Blues designated defenseman, uh, Justin Falk, has a lower body injury for long-term injury reserve. Uh, he missed the last 10 games due to a lower body injury, and they also placed Scott Prunovich on uh, IR, but then uh, he took him off almost right away uh, to play in tonight's game. So uh, he had missed the past seven games due to a lower body injury. Um, Bill, you ready to do your save of the week? This will be the sure. third installment of Bill Day's <clears throat> save of the week. Yeah, uh, where so, Bill breaks down a a, a favorite save of, of his uh, over the past uh, week or so. Yeah, so I was trying to remember, what what do what do we do? The first one was Hofer, the second one was Bennington. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember the save on Bennington. I should know this. I did this segment, <laughs> but you should you know. You know, all right, so we'll get into this week's, and uh, we had a bunch to choose from, um, not from the Nashville game so much, but uh, get this going. Yeah, all Nashville, right. Nashville game. Yeah, yeah. The, the Nashville game, uh, we'll talk about that later, but ooh, not that one. So this one comes from the Edmonton game, and we had a couple of choices um, for uh, Zach Hyman. Uh, getting stoned by uh, Bennington. Um, and I decided that we're going to go with the second one. Um, so might have been good to have the first one in the package, but uh, it, the second one I just thought was better. First one, if you recall, similar play, uh, cross-crease pass, one-timer by Hyman into the glove of Bennington. Great, great glove positioning by Bennington on that. So the second one, as we watch over and over on the loop, um, is, again, uh, power play setup. McDavid gets the puck from Nugent Hopkins uh, coming up right here um, and then goes between the legs of Scandella to Hyman, who instead of trying to go back to uh, glove side, pulls it across and uh, tries to go backhand. But Bennington is uh, alert enough and agile enough to <sighs> kick the leg back and make the save. Um, the, the To me, a couple of things here. Uh, goalie knowing that he has a guy who's on pace for 50 Hyman's tied for fifth in the league in scoring uh, at the, or in goals this year. So he's, he's super hot, you know, playing against the, you know, the best player in the world is out there setting him up. Um, you know, the first time he went glove side didn't work. You got to be expecting that he's going to try to mix it up. Unlike what happened tonight with, uh, um, uh, Paul Mary, uh, who just kept going, try, kept trying to go to the glove side, but, uh, yeah, Bennington, uh, you know, another save where as I watch it, it just hurts. I'm, I'm going to loop it one more time. Um, I like how, <clears throat> I like how, uh, Krug kind of saved the day there. Uh, after that great save, he, he pokes it away just so he, I mean, cause the rebound right. is sitting there, 
right? And Ooh. and Hyman Hyman is going to get to that yeah. that play, but you know, a goalie, you know, goalie makes the first save. Defenseman's got to be there to bail him out, and Corey Krug just in time. Um, yeah, I mean, his uh, his positioning has been suspect in the last, uh, even if, in a few of the plays of the last week. Uh, but here he makes a great play to come in and, and clear the puck before Hyman gets back to his forehand um, to pot it. So, but yeah, just watching Bennington, he doesn't overslide. He stops himself. He does, you know, he could have totally kicked too quickly and pulled himself out of position but he he anchored himself got his uh trailing skate the left skate inside the post slowed himself down and was able to spread out get kicked back across i mean oh you have to have incredible tone to be able to do that and not just rip every muscle running down the right side of your body just beautiful save by Bennington. Um, you know, he he had so many good saves in this game. So many great saves tonight. Um, you know, you'd think with uh, somebody getting a hat trick and uh, the uh, announcers drooling all over Jordan Cairo throughout the entire game tonight that <laughs> uh, there was a very good chance that Bennington uh, getting the shutout wasn't going to be the star of the game. But phew, 38 saves tonight and beautiful Beautiful game tonight. Great, great effort. You know, this the score of this game was five to three. Um, but to shut down the high flying Oilers, um, you know, that's a pretty damn impressive show uh from Bennington, uh robbing Hyman twice. Yeah. That I mean, and <clears throat> I was wondering if if both saves were gonna be in that that montage because when when uh, I think I didn't, didn't ponder say uh that the glove save by Bennington he's did isn't that when he said I think we have our save of the week and then uh like sure. right after it like a minute two late, minutes later this one happens it's like well shit now we have two to yep. choose from good lord this one is probably uh the more athletic of the two right so I mean it's like, yeah this is just more impressive especially if you're a goalie you understand though this is this is much tougher Right. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, we go back to that, that debate that we had, uh, that Ponder finally gave it on, uh, you know, the, the pass coming across from a lefty to a righty, getting the one timer Hyman on that first shot, Hyman got all of it and he had great placement, but Bennington yep. just had the, had the right placement. Yep. That's more of a reaction save where this is more of a recovery save. And it was just a thing of beauty. Uh, Justin Scott says, uh, Hey, you beautiful sons of bitches. I just got here. How are we feeling currently? I mean, uh, we're going to get into the, uh, uh, Islanders game here in one second. Uh, is seeing as this is a post game show. Right. Um, but yeah, I think we're all feeling pretty good about the, mm-hmm. about the game. So we've, uh, we've had a couple of gems for, for, you know, yeah. Post game shows. I know. Right? We, Roar Bacon being the first. That was that was the best, right? I mean, we yeah. do our very first post game show ever, which was years ago, and it was uh, ahead of the time, right? We know we're doing this ahead of the time. We announced it before the game, and uh, it's the Roar Bacon game. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, couldn't mm-hmm. I? That, uh, I, was, I mean, it was Blues and Blackhawks, so it was like a it was an easy decision to have for a post uh, a post game show. Uh, and to have it be that game, it's like, wow. 
we are um, we are due for a break. So uh, on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about the uh, the Blues four nothing win over the Islanders, uh, which will be a lot of fun to talk about. This is uh, Kurt, Bill, and Austin on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. We've all tried a diet or workout fad at one time or another, but it always ends the same, right? We either lose the weight and then get back to our routine, but then put the weight right back on, or it just simply never takes hold. It's time to move into a habit-based program that focuses on organization and simplicity. Rockin' That Idea Life's Lean 30 lays it all out for you with the correct food to eat, how to meal prep, and even sprinkles in plenty of healthy recipes. With Lean 30, you'll get the full ID Life arsenal, including energy for that needed kick, a tasty nourish shake for your needed fiber intake, Slim Plus to help control your cravings and provide a metabolic boost. Lean capsules help bust those sugar cravings. And IED Nutrition gives you the added punch you need that takes the guesswork out of what supplements to take. Join the many who are seeing success and make this your last first day on a new program. Visit rockandthatidealife.com to get started. And remember to email Dustin at rockandthatidealife at gmail.com for an extra 10% off exclusively for Let's Go Blues radio listeners. Start your transformation to the confident, vibrant person you've always wanted to be with rockandthatidealife.com. St. Louis hockey fans know how it takes a reliable captain and a team of hard workers to achieve major goals. As a police officer and a hockey player, realtor Mike Burgoyne would wear the C in any situation. As a leader in the home buying or selling process, Mike has surrounded himself with a team of trustworthy inspectors, lenders, and escrow officers that work together more cohesively than Hall & Oates. And as a member of many teams in his life, Mike knows the service are first responders, veterans, nurses, teachers, and yes, even you let's go blues radio listeners provide the community so he offers special rates to those individuals find the value in mike's leadership and teamwork today by emailing him at mike at strikewithmike.com or calling 314-753-4060 he'll work closely with you and only show you the homes that match your goals that email again is mike at strikewithmike.com or call him at 314-753-4060 and succeed with your new teammate today and now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Let's Go Blues Radio is not only the longest running blues podcast, it, I'm going to go, I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm pretty sure about this, that it is the longest running podcast in St. Louis, any podcast. Pretty sure. Like, nonstop. Pretty, pretty, pretty sure about that. <laughs> mm. I mean, you, if you find me another podcast in the St. Louis area that has been going for 13 years, find me one. Yeah. That's a long time. <clears throat> it's a long time. Austin, you on it? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. You find Producer a long Austin one. is... Uh, is... I, it's good to see me live at work today. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, he's okay. got the scent. He's going after it. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> his, his tail's in the air and his nose is on the ground. Uh, Ken Morris says, when uh, Bender is on his game, there are, are none better. He and Glenn Hall are my two most favorite Blues goalies ever. Oof. That's a big statement. None better? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I love Bennington. Uh, and I think he when he's on his game, he's he's damn good. Um you mean none better all time? You can't mean that. 
in blues history. In blues I mean, history, he's up there, right? I mean, it, yeah. that's a, that's a that's a nice discussion. It, when he's, I mean, I guess you can say that about any goalie. You know, when they're on, that's the game that you. And I, I guess when they're on is when you want to think that that's how they are. And if they are that way most of the time, then that's that's who they are. Um, is Bennington on his game most of the time? Uh, I guess it depends what season you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, Ken Morris also says, I believe the Olympics game, the Olympic game was broadcast live on ABC worldwide of sports, but at my age, 70 years old, uh, the mind is the first thing to go. I, it wasn't live here. It was, it was, re- it was broadcast later. I know that for a fact, unless you watched on satellite, <laughs> the big, huge honking thing. Did they even have satellite? They didn't have satellites back then. That's too. That's eighty was too long ago for satellite. It was. It was still secret military technology. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd see them on the on the tops of the uh, of the broadcast trucks, and that's about it. Or yeah, military bases. And Austin is hard at work. Uh, okay. So um, the post game. He's gonna oh. find like an emos fan podcast that. <laughs> now, that now, by, like, three and years. you know what? And you know what? And I'm not talking one podcast a year. I'm so talking weekly, semi semi regularity. I literally looked up Google on Google longest running podcast in St. Louis, and the first three are a show called The Morning After. That's not though; they're not. No, it's not because I look and years active. They started in 2017. So yeah. So and I've heard them say that they're the longest running podcast in St. Louis. They're not. And media. Well, you guys are the right. longest running podcast in Edwardsville. We're the longest running podcast <laughs> in the St. Louis area. Now they now if they're now if they're talking like what like a broadcast podcast right. broadcast media broadcast media podcast which Not keyboard warriors like us which you know yeah okay I mean I, I always said too that you know doing a doing a a a, a terrestrial radio show like Camelot for example and then just taking the audio and, and putting that on uh online for a podcast yeah. that to me is not really what a podcast is you know what i mean, that, I mean that's that's just that's just putting out that's, that's just putting out their right their daily their terrestrial radio medium. product true yeah to i mean it's a little different than what we're doing uh granted we're on youtube and then we put it out as a podcast but this is this is podcast first and foremost there's no regular commercial breaks there's no you know, limited time, you know, time slot for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little, it's, it, it's almost like it's cheating. Uh, we're talking about like a, a radio actual, show that they actual radio show that just records, that just takes the recording and puts it on as a podcast. It's yeah. not really in the spirit of a podcast, I guess you would say, but I, I do enjoy it though. Don't get me wrong. I love listening to uh, being able to listen to uh, like a sports, like a, a hockey show or something on KMOX or one on one ESPN after the fact, like later in the day. That's great. I love that. So I like that. But I like that the, the recordings are put out there uh, on the website, at least, which never was the case 20 years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. Apologies for the dogs barking, but uh, Julie was at the game tonight. Oh, I she, was, uh, you see how that works? I, uh, she goes to the game and I stay home with the dogs. And she just got back. Uh, and she just got back. So, okay. um, so yeah. 
somebody buy her season tickets because <laughs> yeah. four nothing shutouts don't happen every night. That's but they I mean she goes. Yeah, she the and then the scoring records aren't broken every uh every game either. That's right. Uh Patrick Waz, uh New York Islanders were in town tonight. Uh he's been the head coach of the Islanders for about a month now. And they haven't really seen any improvement or or a new coach bump that most teams get uh, at some point during uh, early on during a a new, a new coaching hire, uh, and they had lost three of four coming into this game, and they are they were currently before this game started five points out of a playoff spot, um, so they are a little more desperate for points than the Blues are. I mean, the Blues are desperate for points because they're trying to hang on to a spot. Um, come and you know what? To be honest, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Because that's the kind of guy I am. I had I had no idea Patrick Waugh had been hired by the Islanders as head coach. <laughs> I missed that completely. Mm. I, I, earlier today, I was like, "What? <laughs> he's the head coach again?" And I was happy. I'm like, "Oh, good. You know, he's a character. He's a he's a personality. Um, you know, maybe I'll get into some arguments with uh, some other players or other coaches or whatever. That'd be kind of fun." Yeah, but he's this is the new and improved, um, mature coached, you know, coached teams to championships in the queue, uh, yeah. Patrick Waugh. So, yeah, still, still, still big, pulling goalies with 11 minutes to go, exactly. <laughs> still not afraid to pull his goalie, you know, regardless. Like, yeah, we'll, it, yeah, we, we'll talk about that when we get to it, but uh, I have some, I have some comments about that. Um, but uh, so coming into this game uh, tonight, Bennington uh, was one win behind Curtis Joseph on the Blues all-time wins list. Cujo uh, was all alone in third place uh, with 137 wins. Bennington tied that tonight, so he has 137 wins. Uh, he is now tied with Curtis Joseph, and will surely move ahead of him. Uh, hopefully, next game. Uh, first period, scoreless, uh, and to start this game, uh, Walker takes a penalty. What is it? 10 seconds into this game, he, he commits a penalty and, and then his play stopped a, a little bit later. Uh, I, I, I had the game on and it, the puck dropped and I turned to look at the TV a few seconds, what I thought was a few seconds after the puck drop and I see the referee's hand in the air already. I'm like, motherfucker, are you kidding me already? A few things piss me off in this world than taking a penalty on the first motherfucking shift of the game. I hate that so much. I hate yeah. it. And it, it it set the tone for for the rest mm-hmm. of the game. I mean just back and forth with the uh, the penalties and power yeah. play opportunities, especially the first period, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um the Blues uh, did outshoot the Islanders 8 to 6 in this period. Uh Bulduk uh who made his uh, NHL debut um in this game. So the clock starts, I guess, on my comments right on Mm-hmm. Zachary Bolduc, um, as far as his whatever it was, 35, 37 games with the Blues uh, for his career <laughs> with the over-under, whatever that was. Um, so he didn't play much in the first period because of all the penalties. Uh, doesn't kill him. Doesn't play in the power play. So, And he actually went 10 minutes without seeing a shift in the first period. So, And the only time I even noticed him on the ice was in the very last minute of the period, uh, the closing seconds when there was a a shot that went wide where he was cutting in the net and uh, he had a chance at a redirect, but he, uh, he couldn't do it. So that's like how the, my coach played me in high school. Just like, ten, like you'd sit the bench for 10 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Tough to get the juices flowing. Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, but you had to tell your coach, Hey coach, 
How are you expecting me to do I've, anything uh, if I'm cold every time I go on the ice? I've recovered from warm-ups already. I could uh <laughs> it's gotta be rough. Now. It's gotta be rough to be sitting for I mean, if you don't get that regular shift, it's I mean oh, which, yeah, it's never happened to me. Fall asleep your feet fall asleep on the bed. Yes, dude. Like all I, the blood flow, I just go into my feet. My skates are already tight. Like, how do you tighten your skates? I, I, everyone laces their skates differently. Like, I, pull, I would always I pull from the front and then go. See, I would always, way. I would always lace them real tight uh, to start, and then as I got farther up the boot, uh, they were looser. So I could, uh, I could bend my ankle. I could, you know, have more flexibility with my ankle. I didn't. I wasn't a tight lacer up top. That was me. So, um, the blues, uh, how, how, how did you, were you like, how do you lace your skates? Not that this is like a riveting discussion for this show, but how do I, yeah. Are you, are you like tight oh. all the way? Or are you like, uh, I'm tight the entire boot. And then when I get to the top, go behind and then come back around. the front. Okay. So you wrap around, but, but you lace them pretty tight the whole way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was always more of a, I want to flex. I just felt I was more stable. Okay. All right. Now, you're, you're an ankle bender. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You've seen me play. I have. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, second period, Blues out uh, were outshot twenty to ten, uh, but out well uh, in this. But they were out uh, scored out, out, but outscored the Islanders three to nothing. And if you blinked, you missed the three goals the Blues scored. Back to back to back quick goals in the second period for the Blues. 32 seconds apart, a new franchise record, a new franchise record for uh, fastest three goals scored. Uh, the Blues' previous record for fastest three goals was 36 seconds in a 6 to 5 win versus the Tampa Bay Lightning on April 15th, 1993. Uh, Kevin, and in that game, Kevin Miller scored at 1938 of the first period. Bob Basson scored at 1948 of the first period. And then Basson scored again 14 seconds into the second period. Um, so man, Kevin Miller, Bob Basson, and Bob Basson, name blast in the pass. Uh, the first of the uh, Blues goals tonight, though, the first goal was a, a backdoor weak side that was abandoned by the Islanders. This was this was vintage St. Louis Blues from last season. Uh, they just completely abandoned backdoor. Sod was wide open uh, on the power play. Uh, buries a, a power play goal on a great pass by Sunquist. Uh, perfect execution on the space given by New York. Uh, something we saw happen by the Blues a lot last season, I said, and uh, those uh, uh, with those backdoor goals. And just seven seconds later, seven seconds. That seems impossible, but it happened. Uh, Bushnevich scores his 20th of the season and the Blues' second, uh, the Blues second uh, goal of the game. Um, the Blues did win the faceoff after the sod goal and uh, broke into the zone. Two Islander players chased Kairou as he cut to the boards and kind of curled back to the point a little bit. Uh, and then Kyrie slides a slick pass to Thomas, who was darting towards the center, uh, towards the corner uh, instantly. Uh, and it has a two on one down low. Uh, Thomas makes a perfect pass to Bishnevich breaking down the middle, uh, who tucks a shot up under the bar, which he had to do because Varlamov had gotten across uh, in time down low. So he had to go high and he smoked it. It was uh, it was a beautiful shot. Uh, 25 seconds after that goal, Bushneva strikes again. Uh, the Blues break out of their own end, rush up the ice. Thomas carries the mail into the zone, finds Kairou in the high slot, who then feeds Bushnevich for a one-timer from the right side and in Kairou's second assist of the game. I have accused him recently of 
trying to be a playmaker when he's not a playmaker. He's a scorer, shoot the fucking puck. Uh, but he does uh, have two assists in this game so far in the, in the Blues' first, first three goals. Hmm. So, I, you know, uh, this uh, it was funny because uh, if you did, if you went to the bathroom or if you went up to get a snack or something or anything and left the room, you come back, it's 0-0, zero, zero, and you come back, it's 3 nothing. Can you imagine that? If you left the room and come back and it's 3 nothing from when it was 0-0? Zero, zero? So, uh, that You did actually, that? Yeah. You did that? Um, did I... Yeah, so I had gotten like a notification that our mail came. I had some things I ordered. Our mailboxes uh, are weird. We have communal mailboxes like in the middle of our neighborhood. So yep. I got up to go get my stuff. I and I come back and it's three nothing and I immediately check Twitter. <laughs> You're like, is this right? Bally's like, get the score right. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I check Twitter. I see everyone posting the video i'm like oh my god it was bananas yeah um sounded like it was amazing in there it sounded like playoffs <laughs> it was i mean oh can you imagine being uh, yeah i'm sure the game was uh was uh bonkers we should yeah. ask bill to, to get a uh, uh an analysis from julie <laughs> about how loud the crowd was for that third goal yeah, that, I was getting the inside scoop on everything that went down in the game tonight. Okay, all right. Yeah. So you you want to share details or anything? Else? No, no. no. <laughs> no. It's, uh, yeah, drama. Uh, I will I will be facing the allegations next week. Oh. <laughs> okay. If I share, if I share. Please. All right. <laughs> um, this might be the end of Bill Day. Yeah. <laughs> the end of days for Bill Day. So uh, I was thinking about this game. Whenever this, like, okay, so uh, back in the day before DVRs, right, early 90s, right, you just, you're watching the game, and if you went to the bathroom or went to get something to drink or eat and came back, you you missed it. You, there was no getting it back. You couldn't rewind it. So something like this that happened back in the day, it's like, you've missed it. It's done. Um, DVRs, I think, have become such a, a commonplace in society. Uh, I don't think it's one of the best inventions for for consumers of of uh, video TV. Uh, DVRs are amazing. Don't 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 take them for granted, kids. Uh, DVRs weren't a thing uh, not too long ago, and they're quite amazing. It's like an old man. <laughs> you do, you do. But you know, I, if if true. anybody if anybody from Spectrum is listening, get better about your your dvr like i should be able to oh. like like you still have you're, you're making me consider switching to direct tv so that i can pause live tv you still have Why can i yeah you still have uh hardware oh no, come on bill no i i'm i full streaming spectrum okay. package oh but but their their cloud dvr just cannot pause oh. live tv I, I I would have to really? wait. Yeah, you, I would have to watch the recording instead of the live broadcast. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. See, okay, and it's 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 pretty cool. wonky. Go. I don't know what you're paying, but look into direct TV streaming. It's that's yeah. what I have. It's yeah. It's no. Nice. We're we're pretty close to to making the switch at this point. Right. I have I mean, YouTube TV, and then to watch Blues games, ESPN Plus, and a VPN, baby. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I love my VPN. Yeah, I got, I got fed up with the VPN um, during the pandemic, so I, uh, I decided I would pay the the subscription price. 
What do you use for, for what do you use for VPN, Austin? Uh, Express. Express. I use oh, what is it? IP Vanish? That's what I use. Mm-hmm. It's. I think it's. It's. Uh, I, I've had. Sounds a little sketchy. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, pff, that's great. IP Vanish. <laughs> Fantastic. It's. It's. A, it's really. It's really nice. Um, it's got an app for my phone, so I can put the VPN on my phone uh, if I want. Um, nice. I can use it on my TVs if I want. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, I had I've had it for years now, and I've had no issues. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty. I guess I'm doing that. <laughs> I do that without thinking now. <laughs> uh, third period in the game tonight. So, up, uh, Bill. So, when you're watching this game, I'll, I'll be the I'll be the st- cheesy, stupid reporter, journalist, who is uh, interviewing a player after a big moment. So, Bill. What was going through your mind when the Blues scored that third goal? <laughs> yeah, we scored. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, got it. Got to protect the house now. Um, you know, it's a, a total team effort, both ends of the ice. Four check, back check, paycheck. I thought the I thought the game went from being uh, anybody's game to being over in thirty two yeah. seconds. Yeah, no, I mean that that uh, the Islanders looked totally defeated after yep. the after the second goal, and then take about the third goal, right? It just like yeah, the the look on Patrick Watt's face was just like, ah, I'm gonna have to pull the goalie with 11 minutes left. I know it, and that's what wound up happening. So. <laughs> uh, Actually, it was like 10. No, no, it was, it was over. Was it at eleven? Eleven oh six. Yeah, Islanders pulled the goalie. Third period. We'll fast forward. Islanders pulled the goalie with eleven minutes to go in the third period, give or take a few seconds. Uh, uh, while the Islanders well, it was four and four, right? So that the the pulled goalie gave them the power play. Is that correct? Yeah, I think five on four. So, and then Bushnevich lofted one. The Blues had a a, a shot at it uh, right before that, which I think was Thomas who uh, missed it wide uh, from eh, about center. And then uh, Bushnevich lofted one into the empty net from center uh, for the hat trick. Um, and why did this all the time uh, with Colorado? And um, I kind of, I like it in the sense that it's, I mean, back when he started pulling the goalie early, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think teams were really pulling goalies early. Uh, like, like if you're down by one, I think it was still pretty commonplace to wait for like a minute and a half, you know, mm-hmm. two minutes at the most mm-hmm. to pull your goalie with it with a with a if you're down by one. But Wa would do it with three, four, five minutes left to pull mm-hmm. and and a, so so they uh, erroneously reported that he once pulled a goalie in the second period. Might have happened in the juniors, but not in the NHL level. If you if you Google search Patrick Waugh pulled goalie second period, you get you know like all kinds of highlights about him pulling him pulling the goalie in the third period, as as much as fourteen minutes left in a game. <laughs> well, I and and I, and I imagine that his strategy at the time is not to keep him pulled. It's to take advantage of opportunity, like say a power play, to get a two man mm-hmm. advantage because right. you need to go. Like, like in the case in point tonight, eleven minutes to go. Is that early? Hell yeah! But I don't think in his mind he had any intention of keeping the goalie pulled for eleven minutes straight. He's trying to pull, he's pulling the goalie to get a power play chance here to create a man advantage because they're down by three. 
period's almost half over. They need something. And so I have zero issues with him pulling the goalie here. It's, I mean, they need a goal. Right. They weren't getting anything. He's trying to shake things up. Four. Yeah, it was four and four. So he's he's pulling the goal to get to, to create a power play. So he's, I mean, so I mean, it didn't work out for him. They they didn't really have a lot of puck possession, and the Blues got the empty net goal. I, it is what it is. I have zero problem with that gamble. If it was two nothing, I say this is stupid because you know you don't. It's, it's still too early. But three nothing, you need that goal to make it a two goal game. Um, and he saw an opportunity to try with a man advantage to do it. I have no problem with it. I, I, it's fun. It's interesting. Um, it's got to, as a team, w- when you pull your goalie with that much time left, it's got to feel like you're, you're out there with your dicks out. Just, just because you're like, you, you can't, it's like, oh my gosh, we have no goalie and there's 11 minutes to go in the game. <laughs> it's not like a minute and a half where you're like, well, might as well. We're going to lose the game. I, it, it, we we got to, you know, it's a Hail Mary. But there were 11 minutes to go. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's an interesting, you know, thought because as a goalie, I absolutely hated getting pulled. I, I wanted to be able to affect the game at every point. Um, from a strategy point of view, um, you know, I get it. I get it where you pull the goalie and, um, you know, Patrick Waugh being, in my opinion, the, the greatest to have uh, played in the NHL. Um, I know that there, there are people that will argue statistics and all There's that. There's three guys. There's three guys, right? That you, that, yeah. that come in the conversation. Broder. Broder. Hasek. Wow. Yeah. What? And, and now maybe gonna, Sawchuck, right? A different era. And different era. But now yeah. you're going to get people saying flurry, too. But yeah, different, yeah, completely different to me. But yeah, um, the the big three from the the nineties two thousands, Wah Hashek and uh, Brodeur, um, and uh, to the Brodeur people, I say uh, Brodeur never won a con. Smythe Patrick Wah won f- won several in his career. Uh, three, um, right? Three or four? Three, three or four. Um, yeah. they they said it in the broadcast. I think it was. Night. I think th- they said four. Did they say four? Uh, okay. But but I so Montreal ninety four cups, uh, three consmice. Right. So right? Montreal eighty six ninety three and Colorado. Two, what was that? Was it ninety eight or two thousand two? Um, uh, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, but it was, he has four cups and three consmice. Right. But when Marty Brodeur uh, won the Stanley Cup, yeah. Um, the well, Con Smythe went to Scott Stevens, Scott Niedermeyer, and the other goalie, Jean Sebastian Jaguer. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, well, and New Jersey had that awesome defensive system, too. So that was right. Yeah. Right. I'm, and I am not a Marty Berger hater. The guy was great, great goalie. Um, probably, you know, probably the best scoring goaltender, better than Hextall, uh, who invented that game. Um, yep. but, but yeah, no. Um, but, uh, I, I just, I think, you know, he's, he's had plenty of time to ruminate on this and it's, you know, if, if you're, if you don't think you're going to win the game, why not? Sure. Why not? Why not just keep doing this? And, it, you know, on, as a goalie, as, as a former goalie being the coach and, you know, as a goalie on that team, knowing that, my coach who used to play at this level thinks our team is better off without me. That sends a hell of a message. Well, <laughs> you can't look at it that way though, 
you oh, look at it like you're, you're every team. goalie will though. But if your coach thought you were be- they were better without you on goal, he would he wouldn't start. He'd start with six skaters on the ice he, from the start of the game. Let's let's see how <laughs> bad the Islanders season gets. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be hilarious? It's eleven o'clock. Do you know where your children are? I told you last night. No. <laughs> they All got right. pulled by Patrick Waugh. Yeah. And uh, Austin has bowed out and put the wrong overlay on. There we go. <laughs> See you, Austin. Thanks for uh, stopping in and uh, have fun at work tomorrow. Yeah. That, uh, the uh, FBI van showed up with that uh, Kachuk in the closet comment. <laughs> right. so. Yeah, he had to go suddenly. Yeah. Oops. It's like that. Uh, it's like that. Uh, that uh, live streamer that had the um, SWAT team outside of his house. Did you hear about that? Uh, some comments were made, and they showed up with like guns outside of his house mm-hmm. while he was live streaming. No, yeah, um, I, that, I mean, doesn't surprise me one bit. But yeah, I don't know the details on it, but uh, yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, Torpchenko had a goal taken away due to a high stick uh, in this game. Uh, good call. Yeah, I I was really hoping that that it was a um uh that it went off the Islanders player and uh um Kessel got his first cuz that's you know that was my initial reaction. Oh, Kessel, Kessel first goal. Yeah, I, and too. I could right. then I could say that I got it very close to my, my pregame prediction of a Boldu trick would have, you know, I I got the details a little bit wrong. You know, somebody scores his first goal in the NHL in this game and somebody gets a hat trick. I just got the wrong player, but no, um, didn't happen. <laughs> um, what we got here? The uh, Bennington got his uh, third, sorry, his third shutout of the season. Is that updated right correctly? I'm looking that, at the stats here on the Blues website and it says three. I, if that's updated, that's, if that's correct. Um, seems so, right. Yeah, Bushnevish uh, with the hat trick. Robert Thomas with three assists, Kyrie with two assists. Um, you know, New York dominated on the uh, the faceoff dots. Uh, they had uh, they out, they out shot the Blues thirty eight twenty five, which is not surprising uh, for the Blues nowadays. They just they just do not generate consistently a lot of shots towards the net. Um, tonight they they you know four four goals on twenty five shots. That's a very nice percentage. Um, Faceoff dot, we lost. Uh, New York had 57.7 to lose 42.3. Uh, Blues are one, one for five on the power play. Uh, New York 0 for five. Uh, Islanders out hit the Blues 25 to 11. That's always a weird stat because uh, teams that typically out hit the other team by a large margin means that they didn't have the puck as much. The other team had the puck more, so they're throwing more checks. Um, that's kind of a weird stat. Uh, Blues had 11 giveaways. The Islanders only had three. I don't believe that for a second. Um, takeaways, Blues had 15. Owners had 10. So um, very good. Uh, you know, Bennington stopped 21 out of 21. I'm sorry, uh, 38 out of 38 for the shutout. I was going to say, what period was that? <laughs> even strength uh, even strength shots were 21. Uh, 16 saves on the power play. 16. Yeah, in- including several, several um, oh. in high danger scoring chances from Kyle Palmieri. I mean, he kept trying to go glove side one timer across the, uh, you know, across the crease and Biddington had him every time. And, you know, it, he, I think Biddington figured it out uh, pretty quickly that uh, 
Paul Mary wasn't going to try to get it up. He was he was going to try to go low, and uh, he just he kept sealing everything off down low. Um, yeah, he, he great was, reads. He was very good tonight. Uh, a number of great saves. Uh, Justin Scott says his third shutout of the season, fifteenth uh, of his career. He believes. Yeah, the previous one was the um, Washington uh, Hall of Fame game, where his agent Mike Liu yes, was right. uh, honored. Uh, Justin and Scott I was there. Uh, of course you were. So, so hey, no, let's. Somebody buy Julie season tickets. Jordan Bennington will be the shutout leader of all time. <laughs> it's been back to back Jordan Bennington shutouts. Justin Scott uh, commented that Bushnevich and Kairou needed this game because those two have had a rough stretch of games. I agree. I think Kairou's had a rough season, except for that that short, what few games uh, when he made those comments uh, about uh, Brube, um, where he turned it up, had some goals, and uh, looked better. Uh, defend own zone play. He's been much better than last season, but my God, he is he. Especially lately, I guess uh, he has been. If you watch him, he is a turnover machine. He mm-hmm. mishandles the puck constantly yeah. uh, in the neutral zone and the offensive zone. He just—I mean—he is constantly making bad decisions with the puck or just mishandling it, turning it over, fumbling yeah. it, making yeah. a bad pass. It's horrible. Horrible. His, I've I've said it before this year. Uh, his ability to accept a pass is just it's not there. He is he struggles so hard with that, and it, it, it's one of those things. In if you're, uh, I I feel like it comes down to um, having the right having the right stick, having the right equipment, and and being comfortable with it. Right. He's if. If he's a shooter, that should be his priority with his stick. But he needs to learn how to catch a pass with that. And yeah. he also, you know, the other part to his game is he needs to learn to shoot the damn puck rather than try to pass as much as he does. Yeah, I, right? I, I, but, I, I said it before. He needs to uh, adopt Brendan Shanahan's philosophy when he played. Shoot from everywhere. Just shoot. Shoot the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, Shanahan has over 600 goals. And I'm not saying Kairou is that kind of player. I'm saying that he's got the shot. He should be taking it more often. He's not a playmaker. Two assists tonight, whatever. He's not a playmaker. Shoot the fucking puck. I mean, don't wait. Just get in a lane. You got to look. Shoot it. Don't look to set somebody else up ever, ever, <laughs> ever. And Bushnevich too. Yeah, I mean, he's been. He's just had a rough year. I think. Um, yeah. as far as production goes, I don't think he's producing at the rate that he could be, should be, um, missing the net a lot. Uh, it's like, he's got Pareko syndrome. Um, but great game for him tonight. It's fantastic. Hopefully it's like some kind of breakout game for him. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I actually made the comment to somebody who were casually chatting about the blues today, um, at work. And, uh, I, I made the comment that, uh, we, with all the, uh, the the trade talk um, around Bushnevich, you know, that uh, it it seems like he's playing poorly, so nobody will want to trade for him. Um, <laughs> it, it's well, just his his play, his just his his poor form has been pretty inexplicable. And, well, we've got uh, on the agenda uh, later to talk about. Um, we'll talk about it now. Uh, the 
the rise in what I think is <clears throat> uh, social media comments about wanting to trade Bush neighbors. Uh, some blues fans, some vocal blues fans. So uh, Dan Riley, one of them, and uh, Mike Meyer, I think, is another one uh, who writes for the Hockey News, the Hockey Writers. Um, big difference there. Sorry, <laughs> Hockey News and Hockey Writers. <laughs> um, big difference. Um, as I turn on the Predators and Kings game, where the Predators are winning. God, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, maybe. They, yeah, the Predators beat the 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 Knights the other night. Yeah, it's like fair. God damn it. Yeah, we put them on a heater. It's Christ. It's, yeah, it's uh. If, if you don't hate the the Knights enough, they fucking lost the team that's right right on our asses. Come on. And and if you don't hate the Kings enough, then it looks like they're gonna lose to them. What time? What period is it? Second. It's just two. Uh, going to the third. It, it's just two to one. Um. So Bushnevich. Um. Yeah. So I. I mean. I. I. Un, and the the thinking is is that, you know, from them uh, and some others, is that, you know, uh, the, the Blues are not going to re-sign Bushnevich in two years when his contract's up. So he's he's on a contract for this season, obviously, and then next season. And it's so the Blues have him for a little bit yet. Um, but they don't think the Blues are going to re-sign him, which they may not. But um, And so they want to move him now. And... My my take on that is I'm I'm not again. They think they can get a whole lot for him, which they might be able to. Um, I, I don't think they'd be selling high with him though at this point. Um, if if you know his his value may have come down a little bit this season because he's not he hasn't had a great season. Um, of course I say that after he has a hat trick, but um, and I think um, what uh, what Gensel just went out for Pittsburgh. Uh, he's down. Uh, he's yeah. out hurt. So they and I think Mike Meyer was saying that he thinks that they'd be interested uh, in Bushnevich, and uh, we should trade them to him, uh, trade him to them, uh, or try to. And I was like Pittsburgh. I mean, last I, I was yesterday, I they were ten points out of a playoff spot, and I'm like they've got to go on a run, get closer before they make any big moves to. Why would they make a big move, give away assets? I, I mean, they're trying to maybe make another run with, with Crosby and Malkin while they still, you know, and they're, you know, still productive. But I, I just, um, I, I think they're too far out of the playoffs to give away a lot for a Gali Pushnevich. You know, I, I don't, I don't see them like that. To me, a team that would acquire Bushnevich would be a team that would be like going for it, right? They're mm-hmm. they're acquiring him to to help uh, be legit cup contender or Vancouver. put him over the, over the top. Vancouver, oh my God! If they acquired him, Jesus Christ! Uh, but so I don't I don't know. I mean, I understand why some teams want him, but you know, I think I, Mike Mike Meyer was all about him signing in uh, like Pittsburgh, we, we drooling over him. And I'm like, I don't know if they would be because they're not in the playoff. I mean, 10 points out with 28, 29 games to go, whatever it is, 30 games to go, that's essentially out of the playoffs. You 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 gotta go on a run. 10 points out, 10 points out right now is a lot. And they gotta pass four other teams. So that's a and they do have a, I think they have a couple of games in hand too, so that helps. But still, that's a lot of that's a lot of points to be out of the playoffs at this point in the season. So yeah, and um, you know they they made a minor move tonight. Um, I compared to a, a acquiring Bushnevich, but they got Bemstrom from the Blue Jackets. So that 
probably is their strategy to to replace Gensel for for you know uh, up until the trade deadline, um, and then you know if if they don't improve, they're they're probably sellers, not buyers, and they're not right. going to bring in a Bushnevich. Exactly. That, that's yeah. Exactly. Um, they have to close that gap. To, they have to be basically right on the bubble, like tied for a wild card spot or something. And then maybe they want to. And even then, even then, how much are you going to give up for a guy like Pushnevich? Are you going to give up a lot? Why would a team on the bubble of getting in give up a lot for a player? That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, unless they expect to get guys back from injury, a playoff time. I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's that's a that's a. I don't. I don't think Pittsburgh would be interested in Pushnevich giving away a lot for Pushnevich. I'll say that. Uh, what it would take to get him? I, and I think the Blues. There's no way the Blues trade him while they're in a playoff spot this season. If the Blues fall off the table and they fall six, eight points out of a playoff spot, come the deadline, then I can see them maybe trading Bushnevich, You know, because they're going to be sellers, but not as long as they're in the playoff uh, in, a, in, a, in a playoff spot. There's no way. This this franchise wants to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They they missed them last year. They do not want to miss two years in a row. They 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 want the playoff revenue. I understand the thinking that you know you want to you know uh, get assets for guys. You know I get it. If you're not going to be a cup contender, I understand that thinking. But I've said it before. I've always been a guy that you know uh, if you're in the playoffs, you you stand pat. You, you I, I would not sell. Um, mm-hmm. any key pieces because you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. You, you, you might, you might upset a team in the first round. Um, I, playoff hockey is amazing. And let's not forget hockey is entertainment. So, you know, I, I would, I would love to see the blues try and knock off a, a team in the first round. Um, that'd be exciting. Um, you go back to the Colorado and blues series from a couple of years ago. Um, that was a, that was a fun series. I mean, the, the yeah. Colorado played really well against us, but man, yeah, the Bennington was on fire. Um, you had the water bottle. I mean, who right. who wants to trade those stories for stuff, right? I mean, come on, right? So, and, and you know, Jr. Friend of the show, Jeremy Rutherford, um, uh, put out an article on this today, and you know, the blue this this is a this is a retool, not a rebuild, and. To, uh, trading of Bushnevich is that's what you do in a rebuild, and Tom Stillman isn't going to tolerate that. He can't afford to, right? The, this team is thin margins. Um, they need to push to make the playoffs. You're not going to do that with Bushnevich. You know, maybe, maybe if somebody comes along and is able to offer you like some insane package, um, you know, two firsts and a top shelf prospect. That's not going to happen, though. Yeah. At the deadline, if the Blues are on the outside looking in, you you consider it. But right, right but I'm saying I'm we, saying that as we stand right now, no way in hell. I'm saying that offer would not present itself to us. That's no. a lot. No, and that I doesn't think, happen in this in this no. day and age in the NHL. No, 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 no. I, and I think, you know, and I've always said that I'm not against trading anybody if it makes this team better now and in the future. That, that's a no-brainer to me. Trade them. I, anybody. I'm talking Thomas. If you can acquire an elite center and, a, and an elite defenseman for, I mean, I'm talking hypothetical craziness. But if you get like a really great package for somebody, yes, trade them. You know, I mean, if they're if they if they don't have a no trade clause, I, I 
Uh, nobody's untouchable to me. You, you, people, you know, some fans throw throw around the oh, so and so's untouchable. No, they're not. I mean, hypothetically, if I can offer you a shit ton, and you'd be stupid to turn it down. I know you like the guy. That guy could be a Hall of Famer in, in, in the future. But I mean, what if you get two Hall of Famers in return? I mean, come on. I, there's no one's untouchable. <laughs> Wayne Wayne Gretzky was Just thought traded. to be untouchable, but his owner got into just financial trouble and uh, needed the cash, so it happened. He was traded, and then he and then he was let walk. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah, but by another owner in financial straits who yeah. went to prison. I just craziness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. T- uh, Justin Scott, uh, no Thomas, stay you fucker, Kurt. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. <laughs> and again, that was hypothetical. Uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, I, this is not going to happen. But if you tell me if you're offered McDavid for uh, for a Thomas, you're not going to take it. Come on. But um, again, I, I guess we're talking realistic trade proposals, right? And in the real world, a realistic offer for Thomas, you're probably turning it down. Because you, you just assume keep Thomas, right? And I get that. So, but again, right? A a a you know like the Islanders came to the Blues to say, you know, let's map our style not working out here. Mm-hmm. He and Robert Thomas, pretty much the same player. You want to make a one for one trade? You don't do it because Robert yeah. Thomas is going to be right. He he's he's you know you're too younger and has shown potential you know captain qualities down the road right he's part of the fabric of this team you're not going to make that trade and he's already got you know i mean uh, fan acceptance and fan favorites sort of thing i think fans love him here um so there's no no sense in tearing that down to hopefully rekindle that with somebody else either so that's you know that's he's he's thomas's money to the blues you know as far as uh you know having a nice product on the ice a productive product on the ice even though We've complained about the offense this season and the shots on goal uh, not being where it needs to be, but I don't think any of that uh, lies on Thomas. Um, yeah, so anyway, the, the Bushnevich uh, trading thing, I am uh, not against. Uh, is Toronto's beating Vegas 7-3? to I just looked up and saw that. Is that true? <laughs> Good Lord. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, Bushnevich, I, 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 if I were a gambling man, I would say no. I'd, I'd bet on him not being traded this season. Um, I don't think he'd go in the off season unless the blues were, you know, trying to retool their defense and included him in a package to bring in, you know, something for defense. Um, I don't know. Uh, I could maybe see that, but not until this off season, probably not until mm-hmm. next season. Uh, yeah. If, if they're panicked that Justin Falk's injuries are career ender, maybe you make a decision. Um, that you know, if there's if there's a better candidate on the market this year than you expect to be out there later, maybe then you explore making that deal now. But it's got to be it's 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 got to be a, a move that isn't going to uh, completely mean you're out of the the playoff hunt this year. Yeah, and I, I just don't understand. Um, I don't fully understand uh, people wanting uh, Bushnevich traded. Uh, I've heard their reasoning. I, I just, I just, I, I guess I understand it. I just disagree with it. Uh, I respectfully disagree with uh, those who want to, you know, because we're not top tier cup contender, uh, they want to sell. And yeah. I've been vocal before about that mindset that I'm not, I don't agree with that at all. I think, 
you know, uh, there are a reason that teams in the playoffs, no matter what, where they are, they don't sell. Um, they, they want playoff revenue. They want to win some games in the playoffs or, or they want to put themselves in the best possible position to win some games and possibly around or more in the playoffs. Um, upsets happen, right? All the time, actually. Um, so, yeah. and, and Colorado, unless, unless they can figure out a way to, uh, to bring in somebody like Jacob Markstrom, you know, they're just an injury away from a real quick exit in the playoffs. If Georgie up goes down. Um, yeah. So I think- and one, one last point on the Bushnevich talk. Yep. He has moved himself. Uh, well, uh, Chris Johnson's moved him up uh, a spot above Vladimir Tarasenko on this year's big trade board from uh, you I don't, know, I don't Bushnevich at seven, Tarasenko at eight. Um, Jake Gensel, who's on IR at number three. So take it for what it's worth. I, 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 I'll be shocked if Bushnevich is traded because that means the Blues will be in a haul for him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't yep. see it happening. I, I, I don't. Um, I, 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 he's not getting traded this season. He's not. I, I, I would bet money on that. So, anyway, uh, the Blues' uh, previous uh, games leading up to this one, uh, the Blues did beat the Edmonton Oilers six to three on home ice for their eighth win in ten games at the time. Uh, big four goals, four goals, second period, uh, won this game for the Blues. Uh, they had fifteen shots on goal in the second period. Uh, shocker funny what happens when you shoot the puck and it goes on net some go in uh sometimes so um neighbors had a goal and two assists thomas had a goal and two assists um kairi bushnevich crew a goal and assist each uh the blues actually outshot edmonton uh i'm sorry edmonton outshot the blues 38 to 30 uh benson made 35 out of 38 saves and blues were two for eight on the power play edmonton was one for three and in the next game uh, I was going to say, if only we could watch one of those 35 saves over and over and over <laughs> right. as a segment on this show. Did we watch, uh, uh, was it over-under on the amount of times we watched that save was 35? Uh, uh, I'm, I'll take the under, but not by much. <laughs> so the Blues uh, played Nashville and lost 5-2. to two. I had called this game the biggest game of the season, uh, and... The Blues didn't. No, I mean, I thought they played good. I, I They just didn't. They couldn't beat Soros. Uh, disappointing. Uh, as it was. The Money Bucks deserve, deserve to win a meter. Had the Blues winning this matchup 64% of the time. Um, so they thought the Blues outplayed uh, Nashville. Expected goals in this game were 3.84 for the Blues and 3.14. I'm sorry, 3.84 to 3.14 in favor of the Blues. And uh, the Blues actually outshot a team for once, 37-33. And uh, so I think uh, this couple incidents in this game I want to talk about. Uh, the Sissons goal that put the Predators up one nothing in the first period I don't think should have happened. Um, and I forgot who it was that, run, that ran into Bennington. But uh, he was ran into in the head, uh, kind of spun around. And it took him forever to stand back up. He was kind of on his knees, sliding back and forth. Uh, uh, like he was stunned, uh, uh, jostled, rattled from that hit to the head. <clears throat> no call, which I thought was ridiculous. Um, and uh, as soon as he stands up, they they scored probably 15 seconds or something after uh, after that collision. Um, 
and it looked like he was rattled from that collision. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think he clearly was. Um, but you know, typical, typical Blues turnover in the defensive zone um, that set up the goal. Um, hate, hate to see it. Um, I forget who it was. I want to say Krug was involved, but uh, yeah, he. It's he. The the contact to the head definitely. You know, if it didn't daze him, like you said, I think the word you used "rattled" is a yeah. very good description. Dazed. It's yeah. it's tough. It's tough to to come back from that right away, especially if if they make good contact. Um, you know. It, it, as a goalie, I would like to see play halted when things like that happen, but it didn't. Yep. So uh, maybe maybe a little vigilante justice is in order. Maybe. Um, I'm trying to... Justin Scott said Bennington should have played Nashville. Shouldn't have or should have? Probably sh- you probably mean shouldn't have, I guess. Um, yeah, he didn't play very good versus Nashville. But no, uh, not his no. best game. No, and and I will say that I I did not like his game um, throughout. I'm not going to fault him on on the 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 goal where his brain got rattled, uh, but that the Evangelista breakaway goal, phew, absolutely hated his effort on that goal. Like he he just he got anchored to a spot, and all all Evangelista had to do was get the puck just beyond them. And he had a wide open goal. Did not like his approach on that at all. Um. So I, I you know, well, and Carrier, the, the breakaway Carrier was the guy that made the contact. Justin just put it in the chat. Yeah. Well, and the the Evangelista's breakaway goal was because of Scandella falling right. down at the blue line, right. tripping over the blue line. He, right. He should have. He you know he made a desperate play to try to keep the puck in. He should have just let it go. He just mishandled it. Yeah, he should have yeah. just let the puck go by him. So, um, so that was just a Keystone Cops moment there for the Blues. Um, yeah, Predators own the third period. Outscoring the Blues three to one. Uh, Braden's brother Luke Shen scored to put the Preds up four to one. Essentially, icing the game. Uh, even though Walker scored with just over seven seven minutes remaining to make it four to two. Um, O'Reilly scored the empty net goal to add insult to injury. So Bennington high sticking Luke Evangelista, uh, <laughs> uh, very late in this game. Um, Preco is is coming out from behind the goal. Evangelista is trailing him. Uh, Preco has the puck, and uh, Bennington. This is where people disagree on what happened. Uh, some are saying he went to tap his, you know, tap his post uh, for positioning, I guess, or whatever goalies do. They tap the post when. Sometimes when the play leaves the zone, it's like, okay, there's the post. Get, get your bearings. Yeah, get, get your bearings. Bearing. And uh, uh, went to tap his post and uh, hit Evangelista because as he cuts around the goal, um, hit him in the face with uh, with the uh, handle of the stick. Others are saying that uh, he did it on purpose because uh, if you look at the replay, he does see Evangelista as he's coming from in front to behind the net. Um, which you know, I guess the goalie would do because he's aware of where players are. But then he and I, I don't know how he knew it. It, it's a. I think with Bennington apologizing to Evangelista afterwards, that 
that leads a little more, adds some weight to the, he did it, it was an accident kind of a thing. But the league did fine him $5,000 for this, uh, which seems to think they did it, they think he did it on purpose. So obviously an accidental high stick is not going to get you $5,000, a fine. Um, so, Bill? Yeah. Bill? What, it, I mean, you know, what, what it, you it's of? It's not a kind of thing where you get a hearing and get to have your say. So it's just George Peros making a decision. So um, I, to me, um, I think it, it, it was a bit of the vigilante justice. Um, you know, he got hit in the head. He's pissed off. We're not going to win this game at this point. So, you know, get away with one. And he didn't get away with it. Um, you know, that's I. to me, I, I thought it looked it felt to me like it was on purpose. Yeah. And I don't blame him. No, <laughs> I don't blame well, him. And I mean, only, I guess only Bennington knows, you know, what actually, you know, happened. And, 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 you know, I, I, I get it. You know, hockey players are, or certain hockey players, a lot of hockey players are notoriously known for seeing an opportunity and taking advantage of it to, you know, smack another player or give him a shot. Um, Kadri diving on Bennington was a perfect example. He saw an opportunity, got hit from behind. Or I'm sorry. He saw an opportunity, got hit. Oh, let's just, let's just fall into Bennington. So uh, it happens. Players do this all the time. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll take advantage of an opportunity to hit another player um, and act like it was an accident. It happens all the time. So there's that aspect of this. It, it does happen. So um, I, I honestly do not know. I under, I, it's, it's, I understand both sides. Uh, good arguments can be made. What I don't, what I think is funny are those that when you see the social media posts of people that are just adamant, yelling, screaming that it was either on purpose or that it was an accident. I'm like, you don't fucking know. <laughs> you can't, I mean, you can't tell for sure. I mean, you might have your opinion. That's fine. But don't act like it's the end all be all opinion. I don't, I, that's, that's kind of goofy to me. Um, but I think him apologizing does, does, why would he apologize if he, if he, I mean, if he did it on uh, purpose, you know, assuming it was a, it was an apology, right? It could have, it, it wasn't mic'd up. So, you know, no, but word for. Uh, well, they, I mean, they Bennington just don't, could they, be the greatest actor in the history of time. That's true. And they did say, and Justin Scott uh, pointed out, they did say on the broadcast and I heard that on the broadcast too, that he did apologize. Uh, granted, I'm not sure if there's video of that, him, him apologizing. <laughs> I don't think I'm not sure I've seen video of it. So uh, either way, um, I thought that was uh, I, thought that, I, I was surprised by the five thousand dollar fine, to be honest, um, because that seems very presumptuous. You know, well, to me, it, it's you know George Soros trying to appease people. You know, I'm not going to suspend him for Peros. this, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I said Soros. <laughs> Wait, I'm bringing in. Wait, some crazy conspiracy. This theory. is a Wheel of Fortune puzzle. 
before oh, and after, right? Oh God, I just brought in <laughs> some Trumper conspiracy theories into this. Oh, George, yes, it's, right. it's <laughs> George Soros conspiracy. <laughs> no, George Peros. You see, Soros. Um, you know, probably trying to take some heat off of him. You know, at, at least not having to listen to people bitch about what a dirty player Bennington is because he hit him with a fine, and you know, uh, yeah, fine is a fine is a fine. Oh yeah. Uh, so Justin Scott, um, the clip of Bedard uh, slashing. Um, who was it that came together with uh, Bedard as a goalie, and uh, the goalie gave him a shot, and Bedard turned around and just whacked the stick out of his hands. Um, I didn't see that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, there was that, and then there was the one where uh, Bedard scored and stared down. Stared down a goalie, but then the goal was called back. Uh, they, they had a run into that game. Uh, but, yeah, so, anyway, we've talked about this before, about how uh, other goalies do things, uh, just like Bennington does. Uh, but for some reason, what when Bennington does it, it is magnified, um, and everyone's up in arms. But when you have other goalies, you know, doing whatever, taking shots, hacks, whacks in front, punch, shove, um, happens all the time all the time and uh you know there are highlights all the time from other goalies doing things and i just it's it's carolina's goalie yeah justin scott says um yeah there was a they came together i think carolina's goalie gave him a gave him a shove when they, when they were kind of skating uh i guess in between periods or whatever it was he was out of the crease um and uh bedard turned around and just whacked the stick out of his hands you know i mean and then where's the where's the Outrage for the goalie shoving Bedard. Where is it? Nowhere. Yeah, no one. You didn't hear about it, Bill. No, <laughs> so like, I, I did not. I, yeah, I just, I mean, it's just comical to me that uh, I saw a YouTube video um, uh, uh, earlier today when I was looking up stuff that somebody made one six times Bennington was a crybaby. And they had, one of them was a, uh, a, uh, 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 somebody came into the crease and Bennington puts his hands up to basically block the player from coming at him. And, uh, and the glove made contact with the face and I don't know. I, he's, I, he's dirty. He's, he's dirty. dirty. Son of a bitch. I just, I, I, it's so overblown and people lose their shit uh, with anything Bennington does. And it's just, it's embarrassing at this point. Um, I think people have created this, um, persona for him that i mean yeah he's done some stuff sure um a couple of things that were high profile sure but i mean this is 99% of the things he's done has been like just kind of like nothing plays a, a shove a punch a whatever a, you know i just it's something all goalies do i don't get yeah. it I don't get no, it. he's he's he is a villain outside of the St. Louis market. Oh sure, it's, it's just that that's the persona he's got. It's weird, and people hate him, which is fine. But I think um, <clears throat> uh, if you were to ask them, they say, "Oh, he's dirty." Oh, I was like, "Okay, okay, so show me, show me how what he does that that no he, other goalies do." He's he stick at that guy's head that one yeah. time. By missing by five feet, had no intention of hitting him. I, people, people blew that out out of proportion too. I mean, he what he did was stupid. It looked dumb. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't, he shouldn't have done that. But it was almost like a, you know, 
He skates right. over they, the cadre, swings a stick, and it's basically a fuck you thing. He misses mm-hmm. him by five feet. He has no intention of hitting him, but he just wink, he swings his stick. Um, yeah. And so if you and you and as a fan, you see it from every angle, you can't tell how close he is. And it's oh my god, he swung in his head. No, he didn't. He swung it up, but it was it missed him by a mile. It was just like a fuck you thing, which is was stupid. He shouldn't have done it. But people make it into more than it was. So I don't know. And there's no fine for that. There's nothing. So I don't know. And yeah, Justin Scott says Flurry. Mark Andre Flurry is notorious for being that guy as well. And he's praised. So and he wanted to fight Bennington. Man, that should have happened. God. That... Should have happened. Should have happened. Yeah, that that linesman is should be as hated as Don Denkinger. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, <sighs> you got okay. that wrong, sir. I just it's I, I mean I don't want to be an apologist for Bennington because he has he 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 had this season. No, he's got like one incident this season. That's the stick, right? That's it, right? This, that's right. it. It's a it's a stick that could have been accidental. Right. And He's, people are, th- yeah. Right. The, the antics that we've heard about over the, you know, since the cadre shit, it's, it's not here this year. Right. He is, he is a, uh, a mature, you know, veteran NHLer at this point and he's playing like it. And, you know, yeah. pe- people, people have their opinion and they're not going to let it go. And, yeah. And I get it. And I think people that, and those people that have those opinions, are typical people that don't watch him play. They'll see highlights. They'll see that highlight of him doing something, right. you know, twice a year. Right. And, and uh, that's all they remember. Right. And the, they'll look at stats guys and, you know, get their take that, you know, he's just not that good. Yeah. But yeah, he's pissed off because he's losing games. His numbers aren't very good. Yeah. And of course they say the stuff and they don't, they don't watch him play. They don't, it's just, it's comical in a way. Um, okay, so uh, the Blues did lose this game five to two against the Predators, uh, and they had lost. Uh, the Predators had lost two straight and won for just the second time in seven games heading into this game. Um, Bennington did stop twenty eight out of thirty three. Uh, St. Louis was one for four on the power play, so was Nashville. And uh, this game allowed Nashville to come within two points of the Blues. Uh, the Blues uh, had one game in hand. So, uh, and then uh, Nashville beat Vegas the other night to tie the Blues, and now they're beating LA right now two to one in the third period. Uh, then they could keep pace with the Blues uh, with a win tonight. So, uh, root for LA if you're if you're up. Right, where LA's. Uh, I mean, eh. LA would have to go cold again, like super cold again, for us to catch them. So yeah, let's let's go Kings. I yeah, I'd I'd much rather solidify that uh that last playoff spot uh than uh, worry about catching a team in front of us. But I'd however, much right. I'd much rather see Will Farrell than Dirk <laughs> Bentley or <laughs> right. Tim McGraw or a catfish oh, yeah. on the ice, right? Oh that's so weird to me. That's like, oh, Detroit has an octopus, we need something too. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't need to throw dead animals on the ice. They don't have to. Um, it's weird enough Detroit does that. It's uh, no, just let it go. You, you have your own thing. Don't don't pick some other dead dead fish and throw it on the ice. <laughs> dead mammal, whatever it is. 
Trust me, as as a guy that's unknowingly sat next to the guy that had the octopus in his jacket, <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, I couldn't figure out what the smell was. You know, thought the guy spent too much time in Brooklyn before the game. <laughs> but whew, yeah, has has anybody ever been? I don't expect you to know this. I'm just like talking, but I wonder if anyone's ever been thrown out of a game for throwing an octopus on the ice in Detroit. Probably not. Uh, not in Detroit, but in St. Louis, they. I have. bet you they might. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Not in Detroit, though. Which, which is interesting to me. It's like you throw an octopus on the ice. That's okay, but what if you're a Nashville fan and you're in Detroit and you throw a dead catfish on the ice? That'll get mm. you kicked out. What? Why? Why would that? Why would that get you kicked out? But not the octopus. I mean, you open that barn door. You, Homerism. <laughs> Right. Yeah, sure. That's, sure. That's exactly it. Um, so real quick, uh, while we're yeah. on the subject of the Predators, yes. the Predators Farm Club in Milwaukee is on a heater, 18 straight. And their goalie, Yaroslav Askarov, I don't know if you've seen this, but it is probably the greatest bobblehead type giveaway that I've seen in hockey in several years, maybe since the Bennington on the Shriners motorcycle. What's his name? Yaroslav Askarov. Yaroslav Ask. Okay. Bench Uh, pressed the the goal after making a save i think it was last year but oh, it, it was a great oh, clip it. but it is a beautiful <laughs> giveaway and uh they they only made 2500 of them so they're going to be super expensive uh oh. but man what a beautiful thing he made they just showed a, a highlight package uh on the uh espn broadcast of the the preds kings game he made three insane saves tonight for a one nothing shutout to keep that streak going. Here's the uh there's the bobblehead. Oh, that is such a beauty. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry for your podcast uh audio listeners. Uh this is we're showing it on the show the, on, the, on the YouTube show. That's um yeah, he's laying down and he's bench pressing the goal, the crossbar. Uh that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yaroslav Askarov's bench press, <laughs> February 10th, 2023. So uh, sponsored ago. by Lee Jeans. Yes. <laughs> Proud sponsor of the Milwaukee Admirals hockey. Right. Uh, that's good stuff. I like that. I meant What's to put the, that in the outline, so I'm I'm glad the uh, the show led us there anyway. Okay. Do uh what, you you have uh, bobbleheads, Bill? Uh I no, I, I have a couple of old Cardinals ones, um, mm-hmm. a Mike Matheny one that I um, kind of uh, turned into a Daryl Porter, bad, bad Daryl Porter uh, tribute, not really tribute, but parody <laughs> uh, with some white out under the nose and that kind of thing. But oh, um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> I wasn't a very tasteful younger that version was, of me. That was an era of uh, Major League Baseball where that was kind of all over the it, place, right? With it, the Mets, and the, the Mets yeah. were notorious, right? Dwight Gooden uh, for going like on that. Daryl Strawberry, you know, having sex in between innings. Yeah, yeah. and the um, their flight back after uh, after uh, the after. Uh, uh, What's the his Buckner name? The Buckner, the Buckner game, yeah. Their, uh, their, I guess their flight after the, after they won Game Seven in that series, uh, 
that was uh, the next game after the Butner game. Uh, their flight back. I guess they game seven was in Boston. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they. Yeah. That uh, their flight back. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they tore that plane up. There's some kind of there's something on YouTube, some kind of like animated uh, documentary thing. Where it's, a, it's a bunch of their quotes and their comments. Uh, they put together interviews and they animated it. And it's about that flight back, basically. And it's mm. like, oh, they just, they tore yeah. that plane to hell because uh, they were partying. Yeah. So I, I can only imagine mid, mid-80s in New York winning a world championship that nobody expected. Yeah. Yeah. But back to your original question. Yeah, I have probably. one hockey bobblehead, and that is the uh, Ryan O'Reilly <laughs> giveaway from two years ago. Okay. I got behind me. I don't know if you can see it. It's kind of small up on the shelf there. I've got, there's a Bennington holding the cup right there. Mm-hmm. And then over here, I've got uh Pat Maroon uh, sticking his head out of a big rig. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. That's a neat bubble. It's a big and, one. And don't you have uh Darren Pang? Up there I have Darren well? Pang is, is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Darren, it's the uh, Fox sports Midwest. Uh, him right, with a microphone where? with goalie pads on. Yep. That's pretty from cool. The, yeah, from the Winter Classic. Yep, and I got a Chris Pronger one over there on the on the side of the room, and I, I don't have a ton of bobbleheads. I like them, uh, but uh, yeah, I, th- I also have a um, Layla, who is right next to Pang up there, which yeah. was given to me. Uh, not the most flattering bobblehead uh, for <laughs> for someone. Right. Uh, it's it's a, it's a poorly done bobblehead, I think, but it is what it is. Yeah, I have I do have uh several Cardinals ones. Um my uh one of my cousins was a big collector and and had a bunch of duplicates. So I have, somewhere I have a Willie McGee. I have uh, the uh the Jack Buck and the Mike Shannon behind the uh the microphone ones. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's a good old days, Cardinals baseball. Uh after the Nashville game, uh the Blues lost uh back to back uh the second uh, back-to-back against uh, Toronto, uh, four to two on Monday afternoon. Uh, Hofer was in net for this one. Uh, wasn't really surprised. We talked about this last show. Who would get the second game against Toronto? Um, you know, Benning got the start versus Toronto in Toronto last week. Took the L, so Hofer got a shot in this one. I get it. Um, you know, Nyes scores early in the second period to put Toronto up on nothing. Inside outed Pareko. And then just a beautiful shot. I mean, this whole thing. I mean, I think people were on Pareko for this, but I'm like, I I guess. But, I mean, it was just a fantastic move and a fantastic shot. I'm just like, I I saw this. I'm like, well, fuck. That was a great move and a great shot. I mean, you tip your cap to the guy. That was just, that was good. I mean, I I don't think Pareko played it that poorly. He he got, I mean, he went wide on him and Pareko shoved him. And he just, it was a good play. Yeah, highly skilled guy. Yes. Right. One of those things is like how how do the Leafs with their with as much success as they've had over the last several years get a guy like that, right? Draft a guy like Nice. Yeah. It's just it's insane to me. Um Saad did tie it up on the power play in this game. His slot shot deflected off of a Leaf player in front and by Samsonov. Um that, I you know uh Luckyish goal, fine, whatever. But in this game, lost four two. Not enough pucks on net for the Blues yeah. in this one at all. Second game uh, in a row against Toronto, where they just not gotten a lot of shots on goal. I think they had they only had thirteen shots through two periods. I think halfway through the second, the third period, they had like fifteen shots. It was just like, come on, guys, this is not enough. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, back-to-back poor showings against the Leafs, but the you know to me, I I the goofy start times: four o'clock Saturday against yeah. the Predators, noon on President's Day against the Leafs. You know, you're gonna get those anomalies, but there's another. I hate them. I, there I, a two o'clock game or four o'clock game on Saturday this coming Saturday. Mm, I believe so. It is, uh, yeah, four o'clock Saturday against Nashville. <laughs> yeah, in Nashville this time. In right? Nashville, so. yeah. Um, that would have been, you know what? That that was the game that I think we we uh, at the beginning of the season talked about possibly going to. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, I got my kids that weekend, and uh, that's actually my daughter has a uh, band competition in the morning, so it's probably good I didn't go to this game. Um, ended up I would have missed that, so I would have been uh, not happy about that. Um, and then Monday, uh, Monday twelve o'clock versus Toronto. Ponder no. put us in there. Yeah. That's what he put. Yeah, that that was this week. I was gonna say, okay, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Old old info. Let me pull up the uh, Blues actual schedule here. Right, uh, we no, got uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? Saturday against Nashville. Scra- scrap all that. <laughs> right. That'll <laughs> this get is, edited out in post production. Yeah, that was I'm. That's my bad. I didn't check that. That was from uh, last week. Um, Noon so, Saturday against the Red Wings. Yeah, yeah. No eleven. Yeah, right. Eleven noon Eastern, eleven Central. Eleven Central against Detroit. When was uh, the last time we played Detroit at that hour? Jesus Christ! It what? was it was the day of the Preakness, and Justin Applecater scored with a broken stick in overtime, oh. and they wouldn't review it yeah. because NBC had to get to the Preakness. Didn't they say it wasn't reviewable? That play you, at the time you couldn't review at, that thing? at the time, right? And then the next the next season they made it reviewable. It that was bad. My daughter, I, I was livid, and she, this that was years ago, and my daughter yeah. was young, and uh, she to this day she remembers uh, having that discussion. She was sitting on the couch watching with me because she's a sponge with this with this with sports. She loves like asking questions and 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 just absorbing information about sports. And I I I, I just showed her on the screen. I said. That's a that's a crap goal. That shouldn't have counted. Here's why. Look at the replay. You broke it. You can't do that. You can't score the broken stick. And she was like, "Well, why? Well, why did they count it?" And I'm like, "Because referees didn't they didn't see it at first, and then they they, they can't review it. It's not allowed." And she's like, "That's not fair." I'm like, "I know. <laughs> that's not fair. Bullshit. That's what it was." Yeah. Well, and and that was uh, I think that was the last season that we were in the same division, so it meant something. Um, whereas, yeah. you know, this weekend's more just a homecoming game, right? With yeah. Blues North. I, I'm sure. Well, we did a show. <laughs> we talked about that goal. Back right. Then. So we've been doing this for 13 years. We, uh, we should, I should find that show and see what we said about it. I'm sure we're all yeah. pissed. It, find that clip and insert that over the gaff of the schedule. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 11 o'clock Detroit Saturday. And then they play uh, Tuesday, 7 o'clock in uh, Winnipeg. And then Wednesday, we play Edmonton again, 7.30. So uh, next week, we'll have probably have a Thursday show uh, if we can. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can make that one. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. This is a first trip to Edmonton. We've had two West Coast swings that have gone Calgary to Vancouver instead of interprovincial Calgary to Edmonton. So, bizarro. 
Justin Scott says, I can just picture Kurt yelling and throwing his hat down in disgust. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> I had to, I had to, to, you know, control myself a little bit because my daughter was right there. She was, I, how long ago was that? How many years ago was that? Six? No, more, more than, that. than that. I was at my other no, house. It's, it's got to be that was, eight. That was 2016 or 17. 16, yeah. right? Probably 16. So that's eight years ago. Yeah, and she was like, she was like six years old. So it had, I was at my other house, so it had to be like 16, I think. 2016 ish. Um, Applicator score is broken. 15. 15? March, March 22nd, 2015. Okay, so she was, yeah, she was about March, she was five, going on six. Oh, God. <laughs> there are two goals. There, well, there are three goals. Well, there, there, there are three moments in that house, or four, I guess. I remember with the Blues. Actually, more than that, but the 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 uh, Taze breakaway on Miller uh, yeah. in the playoffs that ended that, that in overtime that ended that game. Um, and against the Blackhawks. And then uh, that Abdicator goal. And the Blues losing, I think, that series of the Hawks and me going outside and just just yelling fuck as loud as I could and my daughter hearing me from inside the house um, <laughs> and then the Blues losing to uh, uh, the Sharks uh, in the conference final in game six I believe it was so, um, those stand out to me was it uh, was it game six if Sharks five was it, it five it was because uh, we games lost. Two. We lost on home ice, right? Four games, two. Was yeah, it? we lost on home ice. It was game six. I was at game yeah. five in San Jose. Okay, so all right. Yep. Um, all right. So um, that about does it for this show. Um, pretty good post game show. Uh, Justin Scott does say, "Is it just me, or is Thomas sounding more and more like a captain?" I think he has sounded like captain for like a, a little while now because they always talk to him. He, he He's talking a lot uh, for interviews after games and stuff. So, yeah, I, I, he he is. He probably is the next captain of this team. Yeah, yes. him, him and, uh, you know, Jay neighbors. neighbors. Yeah, neighbors is a little younger. So we'll see how that goes. Um you know, when Shen's tenure is up here, a lot can happen between now and then. We could bring in somebody that's more deserving, but, uh, you know, and more experience. You never know. Um, anything else, Bill? We're going to shut her down. Uh, what other option do we have, Earl? None. Let's go, Blues Radio has been brought, has been brought, has been brought, has been brought. Let's Go Booze Radio is, has been brought, <laughs> now I'm questioning my words. Has been brought to has you. Has been brought to you in part by Rockin' That Idea Life. You can get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin'thatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Booze Radio sent you. And by Realtor Mike Burgoyne. Give Mike a call today at 314-753-4060 for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's 314-753-4060. That'll wrap up episode 20 of season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've been bringing it to you. For the MIA, Jeff Ponder, uh, Bill Day, and producer Austin, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, give Bennington a break. 
Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry.